Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host Ben, aka the Marvelous Ziggy, and I'm joined by Chief Godzillaologist Tyler. Tyler, buddy, how you doing? Well, I certainly didn't. I never saw this coming. No, you didn't. Uh, I, I'm going to assume I knew what that leads to, but we'll save that for the actual show. So thank you everybody for joining us once again after the... Uh, I hope you uh, cleared of all psychedelics after Godzilla vs. Hedera from last week. Because now I'm pretty sure the highs died down. Yes, because now we go to relative normalcy again. Uh, this time, today's episode is on Godzilla versus Gigan. Uh, so let's go ahead and run down the uh, the stats. Um, uh, this was uh, directed by Jun Fukuda, uh, produced by Tomi Tanaka. Written by Takeshi Kimura and Shinichi Sekizawa. Keep that in mind, especially considering that neither of these Sekizawa was not involved in the last Godzilla movie. Starring Hiroshi Ishikawa, Tomoko Umede, Yuriko Hishimi, Minoru Takashimi, Zan Fujita, Toshika Nishizawa, and Kunio Murai. Uh, music by Akira Fukube and Kunio uh, Miyachi. Uh, this was released in March 12th, 1972 with a runtime of 89 minutes. Uh, with a budget, uh, box office of 20 million yen and uh, a budget of 1.2 million yen. So, this is Godzilla vs. Gigan. And I think you and I, before we get into this whole thing, into the movie itself, I think what you can call this movie, especially following Godzilla vs. Hedera... Course correction, the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Like this is a sort of return the form, back to basics kind of Godzilla film. Yeah. Uh, since the last film was really experimental in its approach, this one is uh, more uh, formulaic, so to speak. Formulaic, safe. Uh, those aren't bad, by the way. Those I don't think because I feel like too many people conjugate safe and formulaic with bad. No, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just. It's try, it's trying to stick to what has worked and what's it's what 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 has worked has worked for for a reason and sometimes changing it up doesn't always work and in which case you and I were kind of split on how Godzilla versus Hetero was last week so I think this was smart for them to go you know what that didn't that did that didn't happen yeah it's kind of like uh, with uh, classic Mega Man like uh, the gameplay is relatively the same in uh, all s- the first six entries. But uh, they change it up enough that they're all different in uh, their own way. I agree. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, th- yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this is actually the second Godzilla movie I ever saw. I think we talked about this in episode zero because I saw Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, which we're so close to. We're we're two movies away, Tyler. I'm so excited. Um, oh yeah. But I know your favorite is next week, so I know you're looking forward to that. Hell yeah. Um. So, but we're not here to talk about those movies. We're here to talk about Godzilla vs. Gigan. Who, uh, let's let's go ahead and get into the story. Which I don't. Let's get into the story overall story. So, um, it's definitely a return to form because we have aliens this time again. Yep, uh, aliens, uh, which are kind of reminiscent to the Exilians and whatever the fuck the aliens were called in uh, the uh, Keylax monsters. Yeah, the Keylax. Thank you. Right, uh, and so basically, uh, the main story follows uh, around a young artist, um, uh, 
Gengo Kotaka, who's basically a, a struggling manga artist. Uh, in fact, I think the opening outside it once it gets through all the credits, uh, we see like manga style like panels of people running away. And then I found it very funny uh, when it turns the page and it's blank when you're supposed to see the monster. He goes, "Well," and it's him talking to uh, presumably an art director, and he talks about his monster's mamagon. And uh, I can't remember what the no, other. No, he talks monster. about Shukra in that scene. In that scene. Oh, Shukra, the yeah, the monster. homework, the homework monster. Yeah, uh, he calls his sister. I think it's his sister, right? Uh, Mamagon, and because his, uh, so he's he's basically a designer, and through his sister, who is a oh my god, I love her. Um, through his sister, basically gets him his, gets him a connection because uh, he's you know obviously as an artist you can, you gotta you're a freelancer you're a contractor so you you don't exactly have nine to five like Tyler and I have. Uh, he gets connected to work at a place called. Uh, I'm coming it up with it now. Um, Char- uh, World's Children Land, which is a new. Uh, it's going to be a new amusement park. I found it very reminiscent to uh, Moth- Godzilla versus Mothra when they were trying to build that amusement park. I don't know if it was called the same thing. I don't think it was, but it's a very similar idea. Uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it until you brought it up just now. Like yeah, except uh, and and they have a plot like in the it's never open it's never open to the public but they have a giant which uh, this part's the coolest part they have a giant Godzilla like as their centerpiece that's still under construction and that's basically the aliens' headquarters which I'm like that's so fucking cool yeah right it's so cool that they actually made it a hotel attraction in Shinjuku yes uh in yeah in, yeah it, it's it's badass. Um, so, but basically, uh, uh, Kotaka basically notices, okay, well, he goes to the offices to deliver some sketches and deliver some design work, and out runs out a woman, seemingly in a panic, and, uh, the chairman, uh, seemingly, we all there, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, okay, you disappear for a second. Okay, um... So, three, two, one. Uh, the chairman notices that, uh, or the, he notices that uh, she dropped something and um, doesn't say anything. She keeps running. And the chairman who hired him uh, is like, did you see where this woman went? And, you know, smartly enough, he tells them they went that way. And they go the complete opposite direction, saving her ass. And I don't know how um, uh, Gengo, Gengo, Gengo doesn't immediately be suspicious when he goes and finds um uh goes into the offices of Funland and he finds the most evil super villain office ever like to be fair he is kind of a goober in the beginning so i wouldn't a, put it past him he's a goober the entire way um and the whole cat i think that could sell most of the cast in general honestly uh but he uh San Vegeta, who play uh, uh, is play who plays uh, Fumio Sudo, who is the chairman of Funland. He's basically the head. I always thought the guy with the glasses, who always reminded me of my grandpa, but skinnier when I was younger, just because of like the hair. There's something my grandpa and the glasses, but he's the president, or he's the chairman. And um, okay, hold on, am I getting my actors confused? I do not want to get my actors confused. Um, Uh yeah I think yeah okay so yeah so he finds that the like the, the the chairman uh the di- the director is who hi who's who, is who hires him um and so like and he like has like this turnaround chair like it's straight out of seventies uh like James Bond shit and like this is 
I don't know how you're sus- not suspicious, but okay, bro. Okay. All he's missing is the cat to stroke. Per- pretty much, yeah. And he's like very... I-, I will say about the aliens, while they aren't... I still don't think they're as memorable as the Xillions, because so far they're, they're the threshold, and nothing's breached that. I think they give them a little bit more effort here. Um, so just, Yeah, they're definitely better than the Keylax, that's for sure. Yeah, the Keylax are like bottom tier right now. Um, they're F, they're an F tier. Uh, so basically, the, sto- the, just, the short gist of the story is... These aliens, and we'll reveal who they are, because what's kind of, what they are is kind of creepy, uh, in a way, and I don't want to give that away just yet. But they basically want to bring Hewa, uh, which is peace for Japanese, and you hear that a lot. They want to bring pre- peace in their own way. And that's another thing. They say it multiple times, and I'm like, okay, the way you're saying it is making me nervous. I don't know why you keep saying it that way. But Peace, um, bruh. Yeah. And by, and by doing that, they plan to bring in... Uh, eliminate Monster Island, which that was I don't I forgot about that part that they were gonna and they use stock footage in this movie lovingly. Um, stock footage off the port bow. Yeah, uh, but they plan to use both the aliens Gigan and uh, returning monster King Ghidorah to basically help envision their version of peace. Uh, that's basically the story, and of course Godzilla and surprisingly Anguirus comes in. But you know why? Whenever Anguirus shows up, you know what his purpose is. But we'll get into that. When we get to the monster fights. Now, as simple as the story is, Tyler, did you think it was so good? I think it's serviceable. Like, it's nothing groundbreaking. Like, with the the alien takeover thing, we've definitely seen a f- couple times beforehand. But, um, yeah, I'd say it's it stands out pretty well. Yeah, and in fact, I think it goes, I think it's credence to the cast, um, honestly, because while, again, nothing's really touched... 54, right? Nothing has really touched that, I don't think, in any of the movies that we've seen in terms of that level of depth, in terms of acting. Because most of them are playing hokey or cartoonish. I think the charm of the main cast really holds this movie together for the most part. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Like, the the main guy uh, being a goober is really a breath of fresh air from all of the... Uh, all the bland and tasteless uh, heroes that have come in all the other kaiju films we've seen so far. Yeah, the scientists, uh, the, the 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 space heroes. Yeah, he he because he actually feels like he has a personality. He he doesn't. He just feels like like he feels like that average guy who just got caught up in this crazy ass situation by happen and, it, and it's by happenstance. And he has to figure. Okay, now I have to do something that I'm in this situation. It's kind of like Titus from Final Fantasy X, if you think about it. No, I agree. I completely agree. Um, why am I? I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Um, and he's joined, and so he learns uh, by being stuck up, uh, at, at, like at a park, um, by these two people, uh, who I believe, I, by these two people at the park, and he actually faints, which that's how I, that's my favorite scene in the movie, when he faints, and he's like, Oh, he thought this was a gun? It's corn the cob. <laughs> He's stuck him out with corn the cob. Um, and they take him back to his headquarters. And my favorite part... <laughs> or not my favorite part. One of the weird parts is, like, the, there's one there's one guy who has... He's like, I, I consider him a hippie just because he had the hippie band. And he had, yeah. like, pon- ponytails. Or, like, pigtails. I don't know what to call that style. Uh, it was the 70s. Um, and he, like, has... go. Um, he has... Uh, uh, Gengo touch the corn of the cob, and he's like, "Oh, this, this is I suck you up with this," and he 
Jingo touches it, and then he proceeds to eat the corn on the cob. I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Um, but yeah, like, they're all kind of like... And, and basically, they, uh, the, the there's a woman with them, and her brother has been kidnapped by these aliens. And they basically are trying to launch a mission to basically rescue him. Can I say something about the scientist real quick? Go ahead. Like the say first, the, the first time we see this guy, uh, they established that uh, the aliens had kidnapped him, right? Right. And the first time we see him, he's just casually smoking a cigarette. Um, like, he's just like, uh, I'm, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, I was like, what the f... Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of... I don't know if it's unintentional comedy. There's a lot of com- comedic moments in this movie. Like, it feels very lighthearted in that sense. Uh, at least with the human elements, because good lord knows it gets grisly with the monster fights. Um, but uh, I think also uh, the human cast does its job. I think the aliens also have, like, while they're not super t- deep, I, I like that a lot of the, like, the, the chairman... Um, he, I, I like that kind of stone cold look he always had, very precise. Like you always knew he was in charge. You never understood that. You never understood the, with understood the chain of command between those two, the chairman and the uh, and the director. Yeah, in terms of uh, conveying inhumanness, they do a pretty good job at that. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and I, I personally love that they color coded all their outfits. Honestly, with the orange, with the or I like the oranges. I like. I don't know why. Like, either henchmen had either, like, a black a blazer with an orange underneath, and the chairman usually either had an orange jumpsuit. I like that color coordination. They know. They may be, they may be aliens, but they know color coordination. They're fans of the Kame House. Yes. <laughs> so, they are, but I... That being said, let's go ahead and reveal what they are, because I do think how they reveal is one of the best scenes in the movie, honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like... And the the Exilians, they were basically humanoids that were connected to a hive mind. The Kelax were just aliens, whatever. Nothing really special about them. Um, they're warm rocks. They're, yeah, they're warm rocks. Um, these ones are unique because you don't get the sense that they're aliens at, initially at all. It's not until, um, I think, uh, uh, when... when uh, oops. Uh, hold on. Hold on. When, when, the, when the manga artist goes to... I forgot his name. Uh, basically to look for his brother again. Uh, for her brother, for the brother again, the scientist. And uh, the director gives him some cigarettes. I'm like, okay. That's a little odd. And it turns out in, that, in those cigarettes, it was a tracking device. Like, oh, you idiot. Why did you take anything from him? Um, what if he didn't smoke? Yeah, true. I don't know why he accepted it, but again, he's being just an idiot. He doesn't think. Uh, he's, you know. Um, and then as soon as, like, they, they have him, um, you know, they, they pull out fucking laser guns. That's your first instance that they're aliens. Like, holy shit, they're fucking aliens. Either that or they're probably sex toys. True that, but this is a kid's movie. I'm going to assume they're, they're aliens. <laughs> um, I'm I mean, there's been some perverted shit in kids' movies. Just look at The Little Mermaid. Um, but, like, yeah. And, and, of course, what I love is that um, is uh, is that uh, Gengo's sister comes in and just straight up whoops her ass. Uh, she's great. 
I love that that she basically knows uh, martial arts and just straight up beats everybody's ass whenever she comes in the, into the scene. It's great. Yeah, she kicks the shit out of those guys. It's awesome. Yeah, they run scared. Like, these fucking aliens, and she just whoops them, like, judo style. It's awesome. Uh, I apologize if that's not the actual martial arts style, but this is, you know, what I saw. Um, but then they get captured uh, shortly after, and they basically, you know, like, okay, do you want to know what we are? And they go into that. We're from... <laughs> I find it funny that they're basically... that they, do, do they ever have a name, Tyler? Because I don't remember them, them giving a name. Uh, the aliens themselves, I don't recall them having a name, but I do remember that they do hail from M Space Hunter Nebula. Yeah, so that's where they're from, but they're never given an official name. And uh, what's great is that they basically say that this isn't our our bodies. This is, we're we're, we're uh, using our advanced technology to project our human or a form of human. I was like, what the fuck are they? Uh, and they show that their world is very, very similar to ours. Allows them to use that precious Godzilla versus Hedera footage of all that pollution, um, and how basically our world is fucked up. But your world is on its course. But we can fix that. We just got to kill everybody else. And what were you going to say, Tyler? Basically, the the juxtaposition of, of them wanting to take over Earth is that uh, M Space Hunter Nebula is on the verge of uh, collapsing. Kind of like uh, the plant, uh, Final Fantasy VII if it runs out of Mako. But uh, Earth still doesn't have uh, that short a time limit, so may as well make a home here. Just got to wreck everything here, though. Right. So, and uh, and in a freak lightning, because they don't intend, they never intend, I don't, I don't think they were going to reveal their forms. They were going to keep it secret, but then a freak bolt lightning happens and the power goes out. In their main, very main, like evil scientists, evil alien headquarters, um, the 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 auxiliary lights come on, and in the shadows, they're fucking huge ass cockroaches, man. Oh my god, they're fucking so, roaches. They're so f- and they're huge. I will tell you this right now: if you made it this far, one, if you watched the movie and you hate cockroaches, I apologize because there's a scene at the end when the exi- when they're defeated. And the you get uh, the director and the chairman both trapped under debris, and they transform from their human parts, uh, their human bodies, to their natural bodies, and they're just huge cockroaches. I'm like, oh, that's ah, no. <laughs> I oh, found God. that cathartic because fuck roaches. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it yeah, like yeah, they're not the most. It's not the most original monster. It's not the most original monster, uh, original idea, but I, God, it was so, it was so uns- that scene was so unsettling just because it's in the dark. You can only see the afterlight and the fact that and like they're grinning like, <laughs> like, ugh, God, fuck that. Yeah, it's a great scene. It's it's a I really great. It, it's it's a really great scene. Uh, I think it. I think that scene makes up like for uh, makes up plenty. For with 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 the fact that they're not necessarily the deepest villains or have the biggest motive or have the most original motivation, honestly. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, I kind of wish they would have blown up Monster Island. That would have been cool, though. Just like yeah, but blow it up because we don't see the other monsters going forward. Except just for... give it another movie; it'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> we're almost there. Um, so yeah, I, I would say overall, while simplistic. The story structure, the villains, the main cast, very solid, honestly. Yeah. 
So let's get into the monsters. Um, this is uh, the first time ever we're getting a tag team battle uh, in the Godzilla franchise, where we have, uh, and and we'll talk about how they introduce how the how the monsters even how Godzilla even comes to the sh- to, to shore this time. But it's Godzilla and and Geras, surprisingly uh, going up against Guy uh, King Ghidorah uh, returning from I guess Astro Monster because in <laughs> because Astro Monsters in the future I hate time shit I so hate it. Um, yeah right, but King Ghidorah comes back, uh, and he brings stock footage with him, and um, and Gigan, who's the new monster. So let's let's talk about Gigan because we've talked about King Ghidorah in the past. We talked about Anguirus and Godzilla, of course. Let's talk about everybody's favorite uh, arm blade. How do you feel about Gigan, Tyler? After seeing this movie, Gigan's a really cool monster design, honestly. Like, they've really been stepping up their game the last couple films with the new monster designs. No, I agree. Uh, especially because the, there's two designs of Gigan. I'm looking at his um, Millennium Era design right now because I bought the toy. Um, but I think this one's really good. I Watching it again, um, I, like he looks like a corrupted version of Godzilla when you think about it. To me, he kind of, from the head, it kind of looks like the... Uh, cybernet ghost of christmas past from the future oh, just a yeah. little bit yeah i could see that i could definitely see that so Gigan has a unique design he has three fins are uh, on the back that look like king Ghidorah's like like uh wings but they look they're they're like they're not like truncated he has uh a red eye beam for his eyes kind of like cyclops from the x-men he has like a beak that expands that are like razors like like a hook he has hook blades for hands and hook feet, so and they're metal. Uh, and then he has golden talons, very similar to King Ghidorah, on his stomach and down his stomach. Oh god, this guy's the—he's just the fucking edge. He's just the edge lord incarnate, uh, <laughs> literally an edge lord. Uh, he has a saw blade that comes like a like a series of blades that can churn like a saw uh, up and down his stomach. I'm hurt. I'm cutting myself from all this edge. Yes. Um, but at the same time, I think as a kid, that would have terrified me. He's a very terrifying... Like, I don't... Well, like, modern me, older me doesn't necessarily find him as scary as, like, say, I found Hedera last week. Younger me definitely was freaked out by the free... Like, he just looks so strange. Yeah, he does look like a corrupted Godzilla, not you bring it up. Uh, especially with the... Uh... With the single eye just staring down. Like, it's unnerving. Yeah, and, and the fact that, like... And one thing I want to bring up with Gigan, and, mu- and I think more so, definitely in comparison... Especially since Ghidorah is his partner in this in this fight. Gigan, I think, is the first monster where, like, he's legit evil. Like, he... Like, like Ghidorah was like a monster. Like, he, he hurt you, but he's more about destruction. He does... It's like a, it's like a beast doing something. Versus Gigan, there are points when he like taunts Godzilla. There are points when he's like laughing, like maliciously. I'm like, oh god! Like he he he. I think he has, like he has evil thoughts. In my opinion, yeah, he's a giant cock. Yeah, literally, he looks like a bird. <laughs> um, but like, like he's malicious. Like, there's a point, like just to give a brief tease for the fight. There's a point where like Godzilla. Godzilla gets his ass kicked a lot in this movie, surprisingly. And, like, Gigan picks him up and just starts poking at his head with his blade. 
and he makes Godzilla spurt blood like kind of profusely. Um, and it's a it's a pretty like striking image. But like, and then he just throws him down, and he just laughs like ha as that w- that weird g- roar he has. To be fair, it goes well with uh, Ghidorah's cackle. No, true. Oh, for sure. When they're both like ca- doing their roars, having beaten both down Anguirus and Godzilla, um, it it works. It definitely works for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely the heel tag team right here. Oh my god, yeah. Um, luckily, Gaian comes back in the next movie. Um, he does, right? Yeah, Godzilla vs. Megalon? Yeah, he does. And he okay. brings stock footage of this movie with him. Lovely. Alright, so, uh, anything else you want to say about Gigan? Um, not really. Like, I think I've covered all my bases here. Okay, yeah. Definitely, like, the two movies in a row, and they've had, uh, three great, uh, two great original new monsters to add to Godzilla's pantheons. I think these are, like, the first times in a while since Ghidorah where we've had, like, a new original like good monster to fight like yeah he fought ebra and he fought you know a fucking cat a mantis and a, and a giant spider but don't I think, forget the giant condor don't you dare forget him I, yeah i should yeah, exactly the, the the holiest of the uh, holies of all godzilla anyway. <laughs> the giant condor yes um i think it's definitely a good add on and surprise and like he whenever you hear mo- people talk about gigan uh, or talk about like Godzilla movies of the MonsterVerse. People talk about Gigan, and I think it's because of this. It's it's because of this movie and Final Wars. Um, honestly, like he had. Yeah, I can see that. Like I don't. Honestly, there was a time where I put Gigan above Ghidorah in terms of like who my favorite Godzilla monsters are. Like he's cool, but I wouldn't go that far, honestly. Okay, I can yeah, I can see that, but. I, again, I didn't really grow up with Ghidorah movies growing up. I grew up with Gigan and Mechagi, so that's probably where my bias comes in. Um, but let, let's get into why Ankaris and, and Godzilla are even fighting uh, against these monsters. So, I mentioned in earlier when uh, got the, uh, uh, when when uh, Gengo was uh, going to the uh, Children's Land office... And that young woman dropped the tape. Uh, we didn't know what it was. And they decide, well, let's play it and see what it is. And they play it and it makes these weird noises. And those weird noises are playing at a frequency that only the monsters on Monster Eye can hear. Seemingly only Godzilla and Anger and Geras. And uh, do you have a note about the differences here between the American version and the English version here? Um... Not particularly, but I do oh. remember off the top of my head of uh, the changes uh, between the Japanese and American versions of this film. Okay. So... Okay, so... Uh, go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. I'll just tell it. Basically, in the Japanese version, they have uh, Godzilla and Anguirus talking to each other. Uh, in the Japanese version, uh, they have these uh, weird fucked up roars uh, that they speak to each other with. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they use these uh, kanji text bubbles like you would see in a manga uh, to uh, convey what they're actually saying. In the English version, they just have really bad voice acting for the monsters, and it yeah. sounds so bad. Yeah, I, re- I remember Godzilla. Is like, he's like, oh, Angus, you better go check. Um, what do you want? Yeah, it's so strange. Um, and I love, I find it so funny that instead of Godzilla going out and investigating himself, he says, you know what, I don't need to go. And Garrus, 
go and and, and Gears proceeds to get rained on by the military. Um, like poor, poor Angiris, man. Like he doesn't care, but he just fucks off anyway. Yeah, it's just like, eh, you know. Um, but yeah, that's why that's why they're there. Um, and so the aliens then also use the same, uh, the uh, the CD or the the tape rather to summon both Ghidorah and Gigant, which I love their introduction scene where uh, they're coming out like Gigant's coming out of a star and like. Ghidorah comes out like a, like something like like a mat like a ruby or something. Yeah, he comes out of the ruby like he does in uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, and Gaian comes out of a jewel that both explodes and implodes on itself. It's so like cool. three times. Yeah, it's awesome. It's such a good. It, I think it's such a good. I think it's a really good introduction, honestly, for both monsters, and um, and that leads to uh, basically once they show up. That's pretty much it's pretty much them for the rest of the movie, uh, it, between those four monsters. There's a couple of uh, cutaways between to the human side where they're trying to rec- rescue the brother, uh, or they're trying to and then trying to sabotage uh, the head the uh, the space line headquarters. But for the most part, if you want monster fights, this is the movie you're gonna get monster fights or monster destruction. Hell yeah! Like there is a solid twenty minutes of monster brawl here. Yeah. Um... Although God, I find it funny that they kept reusing the same shot for every time the air, the uh, the the fighter jets kept shooting at Gigan every single time. I think they did it three times in a row. Yeah, I found that pretty strange myself. Like um, they probably uh, ran out of time for filming and uh, they had to pad out the movie somehow. You know. Yeah, uh, we'll get more into the padding out in a minute. Uh, and then I think most of Ghidorah's destruction is all stock footage. Am I correct? Yep, you are most certainly correct, sir. And you can t- and I could kind of tell when I was younger, but you can like being older and now having watched these movies in order, they basically add a dark filter cuz this the attack happens at night. So Gigan scenes, you could tell they look new, they look fresh. Gigan looks fresh. He's destroying like the monorail system and then Ghidorah shows up and like you can tell it's daytime. But they just add like a, try to add like a night filter to it, and it's so bad. Oh my god! Like that's uh, probably one of the cheaper points of this film, honestly. Like the overuse of stock footage and trying to disguise it poorly. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, just just don't make the movie. I guess they they have to. I guess they have to. It must be like an edict or something. It has to be this long to be considered a movie or something. So they have to do. And this is a cheap way to do it. I imagine for Ghidorah in particular, it was a huge bitch to have him uh, having new footage of him just stomping around destroying things with all the puppeteering going on. Right. Three heads and two tails. So I imagine the stock footage from Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, was probably the easier way out. Right. And and if you and that's try true because Ghidorah is super stiff in this movie. Like, I mean, as much as I like that introduction. Between Gigan and Ghidorah, Ghidorah's wings don't flap at all. When they do that loop de loop, he just looks so stiff. Um, and for the most part, like yeah, he does a couple of like attacks, but like there's a point where like he's just literally standing there, just flapping his wings slowly, just don't do yep. anything, just giving Angiris ample time to sneak up on him. Pretty much. Uh, so let, let's let's get down to the brawl itself. This this tag team match. 
Um, although I would consider it a handicap match because, and Gears, bless your heart, you Ankylosaurus, but you were not you were not the right monster to bring. <laughs> was uh, was uh, Gorosaurus busy or something? <laughs> yeah, probably. He probably got his uh, head stuck in the something or whatever. I think it would have been cool to have Rodan here, you know, have him like try to fly with, with. Uh... But but Rodan's been tag team with Godzilla a couple other times beforehand. Angerus hasn't had his time to shine. True, true. I guess. Um, but yeah, so pretty much Angerus gets taken out pretty early, and it's pretty much Ghidorah and Guy can't just beating the holy hell out of Godzilla for almost a good chunk of the fight. That's what most of the fight is, honestly. Yeah. And just like you said last week uh, with uh, Hedera, uh, it's pretty much uh, Godzilla getting his ass kicked until the final hour where he finally gains a burst of power and just overwhelms them. Yeah, just to use a wrestling reference, like it's 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 a, even the whole this is almost tw- like ten years before Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, the, like the whole Hulk Hogan thing of the babyface and wrestling thing to do, get your butt kicked in the match and all of a sudden you get that one moment or in Hulk Hogan's case Hulk up all of a sudden nothing hurts him, nothing touches him and like he just beats you even though you just beat his ass for like twenty minutes. Um, it's pretty much the same thing here. Although like it gets like I said earlier, it gets violent. Like Gigan who can fly uses his stomach blade to slice Godzilla like I, it's like near his shoulder uh, cuz yeah it's near his shoulder blade yeah and he it spurts blood like in the like I love Japanese movies in the old times cuz they used to just have oh god with the splurting blood it was so great but like I kept wondering is this movie for kids like I want to say yes but I probably shouldn't say no right I mean it was the 70s so it was a different time I mean there are movies like in America that are like why is this rated G it has a like there's a dead mom in it what the fuck like in fucking Beetlejuice uh, that movie's PG and he says nice fucking model jeez yeah yeah. so I'm gonna chalk it up it was a different time kids in the 70s were different they were built different okay Uh, but I guarantee you there were probably some who were traumatized like they saw their hero Godzilla it's like watching the death of Superman right it's like you know I don't wanna see Superman get brutally get brutally beaten to death you know it's just it's just not right um but I do like the brutality to it uh, that especially mostly from Gigan because the footage from God, oh my god the footage they use from Ghidorah the three headed monster it's it's like a because it, it's a different suit um like you could tell it's so easy that you could tell uh, and and they and they try to add that uh, that filter in to make it look like it's night when it's clearly in the day. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, trying to uh, change out to stock footage, uh, there are several points in the movie where you can tell that Godzilla suit interchanges from scene to scene. Yes, like uh, when Angus and Godzilla are uh, swimming to the battlefield, uh, they use a completely different suit for Godzilla, and it looks terrible. Right, the like, it eyes looks so are all, bad. The eyes are all buggy. It, it looks bad, and I remember. And then, but when he lands, he looks like that more. Although I will say about that, when the actual fight Godzilla costume, you can see they've used it for several movies because you can, if you look on like his on his torso and his arms, especially when the keys raises them up, that it's coming apart, man. It's falling apart bad. I like to think of it as a. Godzilla getting a bit older, and uh, his skin is finally starting to wear out. 
I feel you. Uh, it's just from a movie standpoint. I'm like, can y'all just shell out for another suit? I guess not. Got to cut, cut. Got to cut a cost somehow. It can. It's. I. Can, it does it cover the actor. Okay, shoot, put it on. Um, but I think God's overall. I think Godzilla getting his butt kicked the way he does, minus the stock footage. I think it makes when he does the comeback part even better, honestly, because even though Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, does use stock footage uh, for you know the Godzilla versus. Uh, uh, King Ghidorah vs. Godzilla segments when he's making his comeback oh my god it's the greatest moment in the fucking movie when he suplexes him three times hell yeah uh, so like I thought they were gonna do the typical you know Godzilla holds Ghidorah and then you know Ghidorah and, God- and Gears backs him you know uses his spikes and backs into him like no Godzilla puts all of Ghidorah's heads under his arm and like basically suplexes them backwards um, three times. I mean, it's the same shot, but they just use it three times. Um, it's so fucking sick. I'm like, again, again. Oh, <laughs> so great. It's so satisfying. Uh, consider that a prelude to what happens in the next movie. Oh, I can't wait. I really cannot wait for the next one, man. Um, but uh, one thing I have to, qu- I quite also in this fight, I question Angiris's intelligence. Because there's a moment when, like, I get it. He's the stubborn one. He he's he's the Vegeta to go to Angiris's Goku. He just can't stay down. My pride, um, you know, kind of shit. And Gigan like whirs up his saws. Like they cut to that scene, that shot several times in the movie. And Angiris, boneheaded dumbass, runs straight into the saw. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, first off, I went, oh, God. Um, I mean, that, I'm, I'm not going to lie. What happens to him in Mechagodzilla is a lot worse, honestly. But still, it's like, Angaris, fight smart, you idiot. Come on. No think, only fight. He's basically in an escape from Demon Slayer. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I think, I, overall, I think the fight worked. Do you think the fight... I, I, I think you agree with me on this. Oh, yeah. The fight's pretty rad. Stock footage aside. Yes, yeah. I think I, I, I think you and I agree that the stock footage is the biggest downfall of this movie. And even then, I, me personally, it didn't hurt my enjoyment of the film that much. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, like... Because I didn't notice it when I first watched it because I had no context for it. And it just kind of hurts just because we've been watching these movies, you know, once a week for the past 12 weeks now, 11, 12 weeks now. So it's it's just it's more noticeable when you see things. Luckily, we're almost out of this era and stock footage will be somewhat gone. I don't know, actually. Um, now they use more in the next one. OK. Oh, well, I mean, once we get out of the Showa era. Um, yeah. But we're so uh, l- and uh, let's talk about the music real quick, because Akira Fukabe comes back and. Just like Return of Form, oh my god, it was so good to hear that marching uh, music. It was so good to hear that shit. Hell yeah. Like, I'm I'm definitely uh, all for uh, the returning tracks in this movie. Oh, so good. I think this is what made me fall in love with his music, because he's not the composer. I don't think he's the composer for uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. I, don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think he is. So this would have been the first movie I saw I heard his music in. And, you know, like, dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, it's just so heroic, right? Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, God, man could compose. Like, there's no tomorrow. Um, I kind of wish they used that in uh, 
uh, King of the Monsters, but hopefully uh, the in in uh, Godzilla vs Kong will get some remix of it. Who knows? Um, but uh, let's let's wrap this up, Tyler. Uh, do you have any notes? Any other excess notes that we didn't go over? Like we ragged on the stock footage uh, for this movie, but the one that I do appreciate that they put in is uh, the shot from Ghidorah, the three headed monster, where Ghidorah uses his gravity beans on Godzilla's dick. Oh uh, yeah, and then Godzilla like tickles his belly. Like, yeah, uh, that was the one that made me smile. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We also forgot to mention that the Godzilla tower shoots fucking laser beams, and it's a yeah. plot point. Yeah. So you want to go into that? Yeah. Basically, uh, the uh, the Roach people, uh, as I'm gonna call them from here on out. Um, their plan is to have uh, Gigan and Ghidorah fight Godzilla and lure them in front of the Godzilla Tower, which can shoot laser beams and, and uh, pretty much uh, try to annihilate him. And uh, thanks to uh, the humans meddling, uh, the uh, Amazon orders of TNTs in their uh, front doorstep, they destroy the Godzilla Tower and put down the Roach people, and uh, Godzilla isn't killed dead by the Godzilla Tower. So that's cool. Yeah. Godzilla gets fu- Godzilla gets fucked up by three things in this movie: himself, a, 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 a worse version of himself, a, a, a android monster, and a three-headed bitch. Um, all right, I think that about covers Godzilla vs. Gigant. A very safe, but simple Godzilla movie, but proves that just because something is safe and traditional doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, final thoughts, Tyler. I will give this movie a three and a half out of five. The leading, the leading human guy is much more entertaining than all the other leads, and uh, for the most part, it feels like the rest of the cast is kind of going through the paces. The villains are aliens again, but are still nowhere near as interesting as the Exilians. The highlight in the end is when the monsters fight, and it's a cool battle with a tag team approach. And Gigan is a cool monster introduced here. It's a pretty good Godzilla film. It does drag in a few places, but I think it holds up pretty well. And I'll agree with that. Uh, like I say, it's it's very safe in what it does, but I think the 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 fact that there were so much monster fights and the fact that Gigan is such a brutally evil monster helps keep it interesting. Um, you know, uh, there were some weird choices to make, but I think overall a very strong like. I like Godzilla vs. Hedera, but it, I, I won't say it was nice to see something a little bit more traditional. Um, God, do you think they debated Godzilla vs. Hedera and uh, Godzilla vs. Gigan, like how modern nerds debate about Last Jedi and and Rise I'm of pretty Skywalker. sure. And it's like, but ours is more art has more meaning, but ours is, has action. I don't know. It's weird. I don't want to get into that. I don't care what Star Wars movie you like. Don't don't give it near me. Um, we're here to talk about Godzilla. Um, although Godzilla wearing a, wielding a lightsaber, though. Hmm. Hmm. Come on, Ben. He's already overpowered enough. Yeah, make him super OP. All right, let's get out of here, Tyler, because we have a sh- crazy one next week with yeah with Godzilla versus Megalon. I've never seen it. Tyler's seen it, so it's gonna be great. Uh, but before we go, let's plug our shit. I'm not gonna forget this time. Uh, Tyler, where can the people find your lovely content? You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Tie. Uh, I also stream games sometimes on Twitch.tv backslash Tie Your Shoes One. Awesome, and you can find me at Twitter.com/slash Marvelous Iggy. 
for all things related to the Marvelous One. And tune in on twitch.tv slash Iggy2814 at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time every Wednesday uh, where I stream a random game. Um, uh, past couple of streams, I've done a hard mode run of Streets of Rage 4, which was a lot of fun to do. And I did a full playthrough of Mega Man X4, um, which was uh, with X because I ain't going to do that shit with Zero and One's play session. What were you fighting for? Yeah, what was I fighting for? I think I'm going to play that game in Japanese when I do when I do my Zero run. Um, do it in English, you coward. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen the Japanese version because uh, everybody everybody does the English version. Everybody does. I want to be different. Okay, that's fair. Um, so uh, I want to hear how it sounds in Japanese. I've never heard how it sounds in Japanese. Um, so yeah, look for that. And of course, check out chartshot.com every Friday. Uh, uh, where me, Thomas, and Justin all do the Chartshot Games cast. Where we get together to talk about the news and gaming and the games we've been playing that week. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for this time. Thank you, everybody. We're almost done with the show air. We literally have three movies left. It's crazy, huh? Yeah, it's pretty wild. So I'll, before we go, I'll go ahead and give an update on like how we're going to handle it. So I'm going to call this the end of season one. Uh, show air will be one season. You know, you can it's that. And then so when we we're, we probably might take maybe a week or two off, uh, depending on how we feel, just to, just to give just to break things up. You know. Um, I love Godzilla, but sometimes you need a break uh, before we start the Heisei era because that era is a lot smaller, significantly smaller than the uh, than the Heisei era, than the Showa era, and the Millennia era is even smaller, <laughs> and then the modern era is even smaller. Um, but we have American movies that's so going to get to the Millennium era. Oh boy! So, but yeah, just to give an update, uh, the, we'll probably take a week or two off before we jump full dive into the next era of Godzilla. Just to give you a tease, I'm teasing you for that '80s goodness. But until next time, guys, go go Godzilla! I think I'm gonna book a reservation at the Godzilla Hotel. Do it. <laughs>